1: get yours in Coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. Hi, I'm Giancarlo Esposito and I'm here to introduce you to my new series, Parish. My character, Gray Parish, was a getaway driver. I'm retired from life. You know that. He's in a world over his head. Tell me about this driver job. And he's asked to start to figure things
2: out. I did what you told me to. He will try to do what's right and seek justice parish all new sundays at 9 on amc and stream on amc plus hi everyone sophia bush here welcome to work in progress where i talk to people who inspire me about how they got to where they are and where they think they're still going Happy holidays, my whip smarties. Today's episode is so special to me. I am just bursting with excitement. My siestras are here. Shout out to all the orphan black fans who get that reference. My dearest and bests, my roommates of many, many years, nearly a decade, Jenny, Jay Smizzy Smart, and Vanessa, my Vanessa Magos, are here on the pod today. We're going to talk friendship and laughter and have some wine and just be besties. Enjoy. Let's do this. I feel like so many people are so interested in our friendship from the socials because we're cute and we like each other. Uh, and I thought that this would be fun. I've plied them with wine. Yeah. We have Vanessa's <laughs> yeah. nervous. I'm also I'm very nervous.
0: nervous. Yes, I didn't sleep anxiety.
1: last night. A lot of anxiety. I've never used a microphone like this before.
2: <laughs> <laughs> we did also ask the internet some questions. Mm-hmm. Well, rather we asked them to ask us questions. So let's see what comes in real quick. Oh, really nice. These are really. And I don't need bullies. <laughs> I know, <you're> like who? <laughs> no. Why? Okay, wait. These are actually super, super cute. I'm gonna save them. I'm gonna, I'm gonna walk us back to the beginning okay. and act like a professional here. <laughs> so, generally, I talk about how I met my guest. I feel like maybe I should let you guys tell the stories about how we all met. Jenny, we have a good one. We have a good one. We met first. So yes, he, with
0: you. You should Oh my go gosh, first. do we go really into it?
2: I mean, we go into it.
0: We go into it? I mean, <laughs> you guys can't see. You but can't see. We'll post a photo. Yeah, we can do it. We have a gesture. I was obviously a big fan of One Tree Hill and the work that Sophia did on it. Um, I was also a giant fan of television and wanting to work in it. And I found myself in Wilmington, North Carolina, and in a great group of human beings who worked in the film industry, and also someone who happened to be living with Sophia at the time. So before I met Sophia, I met her dogs, Patch and Penny. Ugh, yeah. Rest in peace to both of them.
2: Aww. Honestly, the RIP is so sad.
0: Champions. They're buried in the backyard. Don't they worry about <laughs> it. We'll best. never not let not them go. And also shout out <laughs> to Steph, who has, you know, brought me into this crazy life.
2: Yeah, because I was living with mm-hmm. Stephanie And And you guys started hanging out, Mm -hmm. and then you met the dogs before you met
0: me. (laughs) Yeah, and so then I went and was very sober at a bar with a lot of other very sober people. Totally. Very, very sober, and we ran into each other, and I was introduced by Jane Beck and Stephanie to Sophia, and instead of being normal and putting my hand out and saying, nice to meet you, I immediately made penny ears and said, I like your dog. And that's that's initially how we met.
2: <laughs> it was love at first sight. I was like, oh, my God, I like my dog too. Are your ears
0: so cute? And um, that's initially how we met. And then I disappeared for a little while. And then we ended up going to a music festival together.
2: Well, you went home to New I Hampshire went, for That's right. I went because
0: I was in Wilmington for a domestic exchange for school. Yeah. So I was at UNC Wilmington, went back to New Hampshire to graduate, UNH, And came back and went
2: to Bonnaroo. So me and Jane Beck and all of my best friends from the One Tree Hill crew, Jane and Tricky and a whole huge group of people Mm -hmm. and some great folks who were living in Wilmington who were our amazing local community, we would go to Bonnaroo every summer and then you joined us that year for Bonnaroo, and you actually saved my life. I did. I mean, you saved all. I of I saved our a lives. lot of lives that year. Like honestly, we all a lot we, of lives. we truly almost all died. Yeah. And if it hadn't oh, been for what? Jenny, we probably so would've.
0: I mean, there'll be a lot of shout-outs shoutouts. My anxiety, but this is probably <laughs> a really great one that we rented a very special, s- yeah, <laughs> top of the line. <laughs> just kidding, was like thrown into a dumpster and Bonner decided to let people rent them RV for the weekend.
2: It, the, there's like a setup there, just to clarify, where you can show up and it's like, Instead of renting a campsite, you can rent an RV that's already on site and it's set up. And Jane and I, in our defense, by the way, (laughs) had done this before and they were always great. Like the RVs were great. And this year we had so many people coming that we needed more than one. Mm -hmm. And I don't know what that meant to whomever it is out there that organizes said RVs on site, but perhaps they thought, oh, there's no way they'll leave their friends. So we're going to put them in the two jankiest RVs you've ever seen where nothing works and everything is scary. Scary, but silver lining, still, you don't have to sleep under the beating yeah. heat. And there's of the like sun. a
0: tiny bit of AC, a teeny, which is awesome. Tiny
2: drop. We which also, in Tennessee, in June is helpful. Yeah.
0: And we also did have a group of people camping outside of our, our RV, our yeah. RV. So, which made this a little scary because some people did smoke cigarettes at the time. And so, anyway, I wake up in the middle of the night feeling kind of crazy and being like, I feel weird and also it reeks of propane in here and so I went about waking up everybody in the RV and like kicking open the door and be like don't light a cigarette we're gonna blow up and I went to like you know wake up
2: Soph and she did not immediately wake up. (laughs) I was in the lower end of the RV and what we learned later is that the kind of (laughs) gas leak that we had the density of the gas means it's heavier than air. So essentially my room being the lowest, cause this RV hadn't been leveled again, mm-hmm. jank city. <laughs> um, my, my room was the most filled with gas. And so I was like, really not okay. And Jenny woke up. Everyone tried to wake me up as she's illustrated, busted the door open, which tricky tells the story of her, like <laughs> kicking the door open, like a superhero <laughs> and screaming to save our lives. And then, Eventually, I think you guys dragged me out of bed because yeah. I was like super Yeah, everyone was not right. And it we were like, I was like, I'm cool. pretty sure there's
0: a huge propane leak. There was. There was. <laughs> there was a propane leak. We all survived. Everybody's okay. And now we're really good. Ever since yeah. then, I feel like we literally haven't gone like a few days without no. talking, let we've, alone living together. We've
2: been wildly <laughs> inseparable ever since that summer.
0: About 10 um, years ago, so
2: It was pretty epic. Also the concerts that you were I mean,
0: it was the best.
2: I'll never forget Jay-Z headlined and Stevie Wonder played right before him. And like Jay-Z comes out, 100,000 people. He like gets everybody to like throw triangles in the air and 100,000 people are like bobbing their hands in unison. Everybody's screaming. He just looks so sick because hello, he's Jay-Z. And then he stops the first song and everyone's going nuts. And he takes his sunglasses off and he smiles like a little kid. And we're all like, what's going on? And he looks at the front of the stage and he looks up at the crowd and he goes, oh, man, wait till I tell my mom Stevie Wonder stuck around for my set. Aww. And we were like, that's the cutest right. thing we've that's really, ever it was seen. Yeah. It was also, so he sweet. was like
0: the best. He was having the time of his life like I was yeah. having the time of my life. That was dope. That we, year was great. We
2: had many years of the times of our lives. Yeah, oh, the burritos. So, so the breakfast
0: burritos on <laughs> Bonroo. If that stand is still there, you saved our lives many times, <laughs> many a time, many a time. And yeah, from there, I worked with you. I was yeah. a day player on the show. I also extraed a few times. So look out for me. And You're also, in that woman in the chair, <laughs> woman in chair. Hey, girl. Still waiting for my recognition. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, and then came out to LA with you and lived with you and the pups for many a year until just a few months ago. Nine years. Yeah. The rest is
2: truly You're history. the history. longest relationship I've ever had. <laughs> I know. The <yes. laughs> second so longest true. over here. Yeah. So real. Look at us. I know. Also the day that you and Jess moved in together, I got home from the airport. I got home I'd been speaking at this big conference in France of all places and I literally came home and dropped my bags off from my international flight and got... In an Uber because I was so tired I didn't want to drive. I, was, I thought it might be a little dangerous. But then the, m- the minute I got to your apartment on move-in night, I was like, give me boxes. Let me organize. Honestly,
0: you and Jess being like, okay, this should be like this and this should be. I'm like, my brain does not work like this, but you guys can absolutely figure this out. <laughs> I was out. like, can I
2: organize your coffee mug cabinet? Yeah. Thank you. Yes. Classic. It was a fun. Pizza,
0: th- champagne, and organizing.
2: It was a fun hang. It was it's good. We had a good night. Yeah. And V, another like annual trip weekend was our... Yeah. Well, the three of us was mm-hmm. our meeting no. and making. I met you guys at the same time.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So I yeah. was I was a college student at Pepperdine, <laughs> a little baby. And um, my professor, Tom Shadiak, he was teaching a film class that actually wasn't really about film. It was about like how to be a human. And he took ten students to this film festival called Mountain Film and Telluride, and I got picked that year and road tripped out. And I knew like some people that were mutual friends of your guys's. Mm -hmm. And so I met you guys briefly and you guys were really nice. And then I remember going to this like tater top shop. Oh my God. (laughs) It's like a a restaurant that only sold tater tots. And I tried like making conversation with Jenny. I was like, so like, (laughs) where are you from? Like, and
0: Jenny was like, to be literally resting, bitch. To be clear, it was not my, it was not the fact that I did not want to be friends with Vanessa. I need everyone to know I, struggle <laughs> in altitude and this was like my first time in like altitude mm. and I was just trying to be alive <laughs> and so like the, the amount yeah. that I could speak was like hello <laughs> and like that was it or I was gonna hit die. the floor like I, mean, I had we, oxygen like attached to my face yeah we had her on
2: an oxygen tank the night before it was but, actually yeah, pretty scary. I'll always
0: I'll always feel bad because Vanessa was so into meeting people and being awesome and like having conversations and like getting into life and like, isn't this amazing? I was like
2: like 19 or 20 and I was just like, (laughs) well, I was like, yep. And we're all friends with Tom. I'd worked with Tom on the, on the advisory board Mm -hmm. of Invisible Children forever. You're friends with, you were friends with Lauren already by then because Lauren had been one of Tom's Mm -hmm. students. You guys know Lauren Paul from Kind Campaign who's one of our other best friends. So Vanessa was like, oh, these are all like Lauren and Tom's people. And Jenny was very sick. I was not
0: okay that first year. Uh, I'm never okay, but I'm better (laughs) than the first
1: year. (laughs) But we made it. We did. And then I think we all went to, like, first Fridays when we got back in Venice and, like, bonded over eating food and food trucks. And then I was still living either in Malibu or Westlake Village. We were
2: living in Westlake. Yes. Okay.
1: I was working for Chris Harrison from The Bachelor. Whoop, whoop. Shout out to Chris, best boss ever. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, this whole friendship started. I was living out there. And by the way, Westlake Village is like safest town in Los Angeles, but also soccer mom village. Like families, kids, no young people. I was living there with my best friend Kate and like literally were the youngest people there. And I had no friends. She was off. I don't even know doing what for work. And I was just so lonely out there, and so I made all these friends. But I'd have to drive an hour to hang out with everyone. And an I don't hour not no traffic. Yeah, I if don't there think anyone even like realized that either. Like every time anyone was like, "Hey, do you want to go see a movie?" I'd be like, "Okay,"
0: and like four hours later, I'd be there. But we'd also make sure we hung out for twenty-four hour periods. Yes. That is yeah. true. We, that is we true. started making you pack a bag, like, yes. and also Pretty Little Liars helped. Yes, in the
1: gym. <laughs> in the gym, we would all sit on the ground on the floor on the floor of the gym. We'd all be like cuddled up eating Pink Fairy, watching PLL because the entire
2: den was in the living yeah. room so we put dog beds in floor yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. but that's
1: really how like the friendship began like I would come and stay here for like a weekend yeah. and mm-hmm. then go back and then my roommate was getting married and so I was like I need to find a home and I was looking and we were at Jed's birthday in San we're, Diego well, it was his
0: going away
1: oh for the yeah. for his bike trip he yeah was he was about to go on his bike trip and I remember everyone was having a good time, but Soph and I were weirdly not in, like, we were just sitting on the porch being like, we're just we were not ready to go. into it. like, we couldn't fully click into it. Like, well, we had missed the moment or because something. Because
2: everyone was also spending the weekend in San Diego, and we needed to come home. Yeah, so everyone right. else, it was a Friday night. Mm-hmm. Everyone was staying till Sunday. I don't remember why, but yeah. you and I both had things mm-hmm. to do here Saturday. Yeah. So we were stone cold sober. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like we hadn't even had a drink and everyone at the party was like raging and drinking and like doing whiskey slaps. And they were on a level that we just weren't. And at 2 a.m., you and I were sitting on the porch trying to figure out what we should do Mm -hmm. and when we should leave. Like, should we maybe nap somewhere like in a quiet corner of the house and then leave at 6 a.m.? And we just looked at each other. Mm -hmm. We both were like, should we go?
1: Yeah. Yeah, 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 it was like this moment where like perfect. We're thinking the same thing. We're leaving.
2: Um, and we went to Carl's Jr. on the oh way. Oh my god! Home. By the that. way, uh-huh. my <laughs> craziest
0: eating is with you two, specifically you. <laughs> so I would say, So yeah. it was a pretty intense road trip, and my road trip it could be like thirty minutes or eighteen yeah. hours. I just remember showing a- it to the house. I always need to have a snack like, in the
1: car. You yeah. had like cookies from something, Probably. and so we like started eating cookies. We like got in and out on the way down. We got, in and we out, got yep. there immediately, went and got. Pizza. Pizza. But
2: we didn't know that was happening in our defense. <laughs> no one told we us we were going to have pizza as a group. Nobody said. Yep. Then
1: we get in the car, drive home, stop at Carl's Jr. on the way home. Yep. Got buckets we, of fries. Yeah, we fall asleep. We wake up the next morning. We're all laying in bed together. And I think you were like, should we order Chinese? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, this is perfect. Yeah. But yeah, I think it was it was that night I was talking about moving. And you are like, just move in with us. And I was like, yeah. I don't know. But then. But
2: the best is
0: Vanessa like took me aside. She's like, uh, so i just <laughs> invited me to move in. She's like, are, are you, like, what, are, like, is that real? <laughs> what are your thoughts? And I was like, girl, join the party. I was join like, if there's the anyone I
2: can think of. Yeah. Get in
0: here. Well, and yeah.
2: Jenny and I had been living here for so many years together. And we had had one friend who shall remain nameless <laughs> who lived with us for a little while who was a very kind person, but who was not an easy roommate. Mm-hmm. And that person was not here anymore and hadn't been here for long. I mean, maybe like six or eight months or something. Yeah. But I don't know. All of our friends have always been so communal because at that point, you I know, Jed and Kenny. It was Kenny, evolving yeah, room. Yeah. Yeah. There was always a room here for people. And Jed and Kenny were still living in San Diego. So they had keys. Mm-hmm. Our friend Sean had keys. like Which? <laughs> which was not Jenny's favorite because Sean would always set the alarm off they love each other I swear um (laughs) Sean Sean
0: scared the absolute stuff out of me she
2: thought that the house was being invaded well no the best
0: I I have to actually go back to this because somebody (laughs) else had just left that night that was also extremely stressful and I don't even remember who it was but it was a time where like it was one of those situations where like I was taking care of somebody else who was living at this house and they left and I was like I took a breath and I was like all right like house is good. I'm going to go to bed, like no more of that. And like I kid you not, 10 minutes later the alarm starts starts going off and like the door is open and I'm like, "What the?" F-? Like, "Who?" And Sean is like stumbling, like, "Hello." And I was like <laughs> I was like, "Honestly, shut the door. Hello." Go to bed. Go to bed. I was like, I can't even speak to anybody at this moment. You're like, I hate you. What
2: is happening? Get
0: out. Everybody. And that's
1: like Jenny's worth. Like, Jenny sleeps with a bat under her bed. I was
2: just going to say, like, when Sean tells the story, he's like, oh, God, that time I scared Jenny. She came out with a baseball bat.
0: A man came in the house at midnight and set off the alarm, and I'm ready to murder. So, like, just a word to the wise. Anyone who's coming after me, I am... Yeah. Ten steps ahead of you and ready to kill you. I'm the opposite. I'm like <laughs> mad when I come home and the door is unlocked.
1: You're yeah. not
2: locked. I was
0: like, yeah, that's the most. The door thing. is locked.
1: Mean? I mean, it is
2: locked. Yeah, <laughs> I want angry. it to be open. But yeah, we had been talking, and our 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 revolving room was empty, and Jenny and I were like, Vanessa is the best, and you wanted to move and. I remember it was like, well, why don't you just move in here while you figure out where you want to live in L.A.? And that was like six years ago. <laughs> and here I am. <laughs> yeah. Hello. Nobody leaves. No.
0: Nobody leaves.
2: No, it's been the best though. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that is the beginning.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, and then we never left the couch. And, yeah, here and we are. Here we are. And we
2: never left. Okay. So another thing that I always do with people after we get into meeting, and obviously our stories are longer, but is I ask people to tell me if they were similar to who they are now or different when they were little, like who you were <sighs> when you were 10. Jenny, you were wearing hockey pads. Always. Jenny was, was like a serious hockey player, I was a pretty guys. serious
0: hockey player when I was younger. Age 5 to 18, that was like my entire life.
2: New Hampshire hockey.
0: New Hampshire hockey. What's up, Lady Monarchs? And con- and Concord when you Youth. were a kid? No. So that's what's really? so weird is when I was younger, I had – I mean, here's – I've always been weird about being home alone mm. and weird about, like, trips. Like, travel has always scared me.
2: Like, air travel or car travel? Or like, air travel. travel.
0: I remember, like, sometimes mm. my mom would be traveling and I'd be, like, really upset beforehand. and then, But, no, my anxieties came on – my junior year in college is when it all came to a head but yeah Mm -hmm. it was hockey it was sports really my entire childhood is sports so I played everything and then it's serious like hockey became the serious sport so Mm -hmm. am I different than when I yes I am extremely different (laughs) than when I was I'm so similar and so different I was definitely more carefree I probably had a little bit more fun when I was younger based on you know anxieties and not having anxieties but I think I'm kind of like coming around full circle. I feel like this last year has been a really good year for me, as like figuring out who I am and what I want to be doing. Um, I feel that as your
2: friend, yeah. observing. Yeah, for it's sure. been a
0: really I good agree. year. Um, shout out Jess <laughs>
2: um, and and us and yeah. Sophia and Give Vanessa. Us some
0: credit and my work and everybody else, my family. Yeah. Um, no, but. I, mi- I do miss like I do miss being a kid and like how I felt then mm-hmm. even when I met you I was different like I had more fun or I thought I was having more fun you know mm-hmm. early 20s was yeah. a good time it early was also 20s, like it was a really good time
2: yeah it was a really good time <laughs> yeah. that was pre-socials pre yeah. like you could just go out and go out that's true there was nobody was really being a creep and like Filming you against your will, <laughs> like we could actually just go somewhere and have fun. That's yeah. very true. Yeah,
1: Tranessa? Yeah, I mean, I feel like anyone who knows me says I'm the same.
0: But also, I'm gonna. I would say you've changed in the years that I've. Okay, known, you know. I've
1: changed. Everyone changes, <laughs> but I'm saying like basic, like aspects of my personality. I'm mm-hmm. one of six kids. We traveled a ton huge mexican family like lived in peru moved back went back to peru like came back you know so i'm mm-hmm. i'm extremely adaptable and i can be thrown into any situation and i love humans and i'm extroverted and i love you know communal things like my worst nightmare is like being alone and you know jenny's oh. dream is having the house to herself <laughs> oh and God, i love it and i'm sitting here like Tapping my fingers, being like, oh, my God, when are they coming home? Okay, I need to hang out with somebody. Like, Soph and I are similar that we're way. Like,
2: literally, you got home from yeah. the airport last night, and we immediately got under the same blanket <laughs> on the couch <laughs> and just, like, talked. And then yeah. we both checked our phones. And then we, we talked, talked some more. Yeah. We both checked our phones. Yeah, and then we're like, "Good night." That's um, my dream. Just, like, I want to be sandwiched up against yeah. another person. Yeah, and so I'd say those aspects of, like, <laughs> Jenny's,
1: <just shaking> her <laughs> Jenny's head. like, you guys are monsters. like, get away from me. But no, I've always had like a friend group that was my family, like every Mm -hmm. stage of life. And my mom will say that about me and my younger brother, Benjamin. She's like, not all your siblings had that, but you guys have always had a a group of friends that was family, like every stage of life. So Mm -hmm. I would agree with that. Yeah. And so I'm so grateful for that. And I think that's a lot of my personality is like seeking out those communities. Mm -hmm. Um, That's always been the cornerstone of every
0: stage of my life is Mm. the... Family of friends. That's a great point. Like, I think I was recently talking about this with some other people where it's like, yeah, I have my friends, like, Kentucky friends, like, that I grew up with who are family, who Soph has been lucky enough to meet a bunch of them. And you've met a couple, Mm -hmm. Vanessa. And then, like, Wilmington, which, like, I spent Mm -hmm. the least amount of time of my life there. I was there for, like, a year and a half of my life, maybe a little bit longer, like, spread out the times that I was there. But, like, those people are family. And, like, Mm -hmm. I try to see them once a year, which is insane. And then we've managed to find the best people mm-hmm. in Los Angeles, which is not easy to do.
2: And we brought some of our people here yeah. too. Yeah, mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> that's very true.
2: We really we magneted everybody mm-hmm. into our little enclave. Yeah, which is pretty awesome. And yeah, I think about that. Like when you talk about your community that feels like your family, like we had that in Wilmington. With, oh my gosh, yeah. With like our friends in town and our like One Tree Hill crew friends Mm -hmm. like we we had a really tight-knit little crew oh yeah and I think us then going out and existing in other spaces like when we met when I met Jed and then brought Jed here and mm-hmm. we all went on that first hike. Oh, my God. Like, <clears throat> then we, like, we s- we sniped Jed and Kenny and Jason. Mm-hmm. And then it was all of those people and Lauren that we went to Mountain Film with. And then we sniped you. And we were like, mm-hmm. she's a baby, but we like her. <laughs>
0: yeah, and, like, Cameron was, a hu- like, yeah. a huge yeah. part I mean, of us, yeah. you know, to, like, everybody else, like, mm-hmm. that we know now in L.A. Well, it's and my massive- favorite thing... About
1: our friend group is that everyone would have met five different ways yes. if you didn't meet them the way that you did. Yeah. Because we I met Jed and Kenny when I was 18 through Invisible Children people mm-hmm. and then knew all of those people and Lauren, like Sam, all those people before. And mm-hmm. but you guys knew them separately. So it's yeah. like if I yeah. had it and then I ended up at Cameron's house for Cover the Night, oh, that Coney twenty twelve thing. Yeah. And you guys were there, but mm-hmm. we didn't meet. Like it's yeah. so it's so yeah. weird. that is pretty wild that we didn't know each other. Yeah. But I love that because it's so meant to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As cliche as it sounds, truly, though.
2: Well, and it's like whether you believe in it or not. And I mean, no shock to either of you, I do. But it feels like mm. when you constantly are getting pointed in the same directions by the universe, like mm. you have to pay attention. Yeah. Yeah. Which is pretty cool. I want us to look at these questions that people have asked. Okay, so let's pick. Oh, cute! Well, this might be a good one for us to start with. What's our favorite adventure that we've ever gone on?
0: I mean, there are actually so many, <laughs> and that's why this is actually this is different. Our first mountain film road trip might be my favorite though. So, and that that's was also amazing in the end when we met Vanessa. Yeah, but yeah, I mean that road trip. The road to me. The road to it was you. It <laughs> the was, black <laughs>
2: caravan to Vanessa Morgan. Yeah.
0: <laughs> me, Soph, Cameron, Jed, Jordan, Orion. Orion, camping out. Like truly we did Angel's Landing, which like was yes. so emotionally wonderful for me. That was like yeah. the coolest, best, I don't know, hike of my life. Angel's I feel like. Landing
2: is this incredible hike. You guys listening at home, you honestly, it's worth a Google. It's in Zion National Park in Utah. It's the most stunning, breathtaking landscape you've ever seen. And Angel's Landing is like 6,000 and something feet, like straight up. It's insane. There's it's, a, You hold on to a chain yeah. at one point. Like, so it's not, it's not of heart. easy. They're like, this many people died here last year. And you're like, ah.
0: Oh. But it also like brings out, I don't know, for me, it was like, I was completely at peace and like loved mm-hmm. every second mm-hmm. of
2: it. And <laughs> when we were in the, when we were, yeah, did, I, did we, did we I'm try that again in English. If <laughs> we told you this part of the story, it <laughs> happens to me sometimes when I get excited, I lose my words. Um, <clears throat> about our tram ride to the hike. No, okay, because we were caravanning, oh my God, I forgot so about the there were tram. a bunch of cars and we were camping. We like camped out in the Nevada desert the one night. It was, yes, it was like <laughs> days of, of travel to Telluride and we made a whole thing out of it. And we got to Utah and we had to. Par- we parked in the parking lot of the National Park. You know, it's, oh, it's obviously it a massive enough. place. And you get on this tram <laughs> that looks like this weird, like, Judy Jetson car. It's so cute. And a bunch of us got on it to tram to Angel's Landing. And mm-hmm. we didn't assume everyone was going to be doing, like, the hardest hike. And so Jed starts playing the – Jurassic Park theme song on his phone. Uh-huh. He's like, We are in Jurassic Park. And you are. Like yes. you're in a place Stunning. where you're like, a pterodactyl will fly over these mountains. This is prehistoric. Where yeah. are we? And we all were like, da, 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 and we all started to like sing, we were having so much fun. And this woman turned around and goes, I'm trying to listen. And mind you, the announcement on the tram speakers was the park parking lots will close at sundown. It it's like it meant no, nothing. It meant nothing. It wasn't
1: like no. information. It wasn't no. a
2: tour about the landscape or the fossils or it was nothing. It was just like a repetitive thing about when the things close. And Jed, being his sassy self, was like, "Oh well, I didn't realize that like we weren't allowed to talk over the announcement." And everybody just starts being British, <laughs> like, like our entire group. we just like, "Yeah, we're and just British like, on this." Tram. I was like, "Oh my god, all these Americans are like so." you know sassy whatever <laughs> I'm, I'm doing jenny's australian I, don't I know honestly I, I can't do, I can't with do this right, right now Adelaide. sometimes yeah, i'm yeah, better Adelaide jenny does a out. great australian Oof. but you know it turned into a whole thing and we were joking around haha this is hilarious but when we get off the tram stop for angel's landing like 50 of the tram gets off with us
0: and like a sweet family starts talking to like literally so sweet not about- like just wanted to talk about like the day and like we're British to them this
2: entire oh, hike. no. We are British
0: the entire I looked, hike.
2: I looked at Jen and Jenny, and I was like, we have to be British all day. We well, were so British the we, entire day. We were literally British all day. <laughs> oh, no. People were dying laughing. And That's at one so point, embarrassing. At one it's point rough. when you get on the chain part where you're holding onto these chains so you don't fall off the side of the mountain and you're hiking, we, we come to a head, and there's a man coming down the mountain at me, and I'm going up, and Jenny's right behind me, and Jed's right behind Jenny, and- I'm trying to think of what I said. He goes, He goes. well, this is, you know, precarious. And I was like, if this isn't the perfect example of Darwin, right? Survival of the fittest. And he goes, young lady in America, we believe in God, not like, Darwin. It was insane. He, like, straight up, like, yelled at He started yelling at, at me. Oh. And I was like... Okay. okay, cool. But I also believe in science. Well, so we're on the what side you of a cliff. Like, calm down. Relax. It was so intense. And then people behind us were like, so sorry. Not all Americans are like that. And <laughs> all day. <laughs> all day. We had to be. This is like an like, eight-hour oh, hike. can't, like, break it now. You can't break character. So we were British all day. <laughs> wow. That was definitely one of the best adventures. A, I mean, that was and yeah. we, got, we got Vanessa. We got yeah. Vanessa out of it. So. I mean, that's
1: the thing. I can't even There's think so about it. And, like. All the places we've been. Mm -hmm. I'm just thinking of the random trips, too. Qatar, Alaska, (laughs) Mexico City, London.
0: Like, we've just been... Those happened to all be the trips I was not on. Okay.
2: Because you couldn't (laughs) go. You were invited on every single one. It actually really makes me sad when I'm like, do you want to come to this? And you can't. But yeah, Qatar was cool. Yeah. That was really special. And Sarah wound up coming with us, Mm -hmm. which was awesome because... Sarah speaks Arabic, and Sarah was saying she hadn't been able to practice her Arabic in so long, and she got to do that and taught us so much, and that was special. And and it is always really fun to go anywhere that is a Spanish-speaking country with you, Mm -hmm. and like, yeah, it's just cool to to watch you like slip into that whole other, you know, part of your life and like your Mm -hmm. family story, and
0: yeah, yeah, I don't know what. Other people be authentic with you. Like a lot Mm -hmm. of times people will like obviously go out of their way to make us feel comfortable by speaking our language and being like, well, this is what I meant. But like Mm -hmm. you can have an actual conversation with someone in their language and your second language. Yeah. Or first. Was that your first language? It was my first language. Um my parents only
1: spoke Spanish to us. And then Mm. I think maybe around kindergarten, first grade, once I was in school, I started to speak almost only English. And then we moved to Peru, they threw us in Peruvian school. So I had to speak Spanish Mm -hmm. again all the time. But yeah, technically it was my first language. Yeah. That's cool.
2: I don't know why thinking about you growing up speaking Spanish made me think of your dad. And then I thought about our dad's bonding two years ago at our Thanksgiving party. That was really cute. That was honestly so sweet. So we all throw this pre-Thanksgiving shindig. We realized that Obviously, our friend group is a family. And then we're all in that weird stage where we're in our, like, you know, 30s essentially. And, like, we want to hang out with our parents, but now we have our own traditions. And and Thanksgiving is, you know, I don't know. It's actually, when you think about the history of it, very weird and uncomfortable. But also a nice time to gather family. So we thought, what if we started our own kind of gratitude tradition that's not on Thanksgiving Day, which is, again complicated, but was a kind of thing where we could like bridge generations. And so we, we started this tradition a couple of years ago called thanks momming. Uh, and we do it the Saturday before Thanksgiving and at the first, thanks, momming my dad and Vanessa's dad, like just hard bonded. It was really cute. It was so cute. And like for the next week, my dad would be like, you know, and Vanessa's dad said this thing to me I thought was really interesting. And <laughs> and he was like, it was so cool for us, you know, for me to talk about what it was like to be your dad and just have you and for Vanessa, Vanessa's dad to talk to me about what it was like to have so many kids and, you know, what both of our fears were when we were young fathers. And I was like, Aww. dad, are you? what's happening? It was really, really <laughs> really cute
1: yeah that was really fun i remember because obviously my dad's first language is spanish mm-hmm. so he he was like so nervous like coming I mean, he's like my english it's not very good And where i was like you're gonna be fine and he had the
0: best time yeah and his honey gifts are greatly well, yeah. appreciated he loves him. to give honey for oh, christmas it's also great honey yeah it's,
2: it's very delicious <laughs> <laughs> this girl asked do you ever get super annoyed with each other? I definitely do with my best friend.
1: Oh yeah, we are sure yes. I mean, I wouldn't yeah. say super annoyed is a lot, fight. but like, like, no. but we, uh, we all get annoyed have on things. surface level. Yes. Yes. Yeah, everyone has things, especially when you're living with people. There's things after years that you're like, this person does this, this person does this, and you know, whatever. Yeah. So, but that's normal. That's and depending healthy. on
0: how life is, it's like things that yeah. have never bugged me before on a certain day that I've been through with work could be like the worst possible thing I could imagine.
1: I'd say that's the (laughs) biggest thing is if you're going through a funk in life and you Mm -hmm. live with someone like there's no hiding it. No, everyone's going through that funk. mm -hmm. And we all know when the other person is, or, or, you know, you guys would call me out being like, Vanessa, what's going on? You're sulking or, you know, whatever it (laughs) Mm -hmm. is, you know? And so I think we all know when someone's being short with people, it's like, Oh, they're going through something. So I think there's also a lot of empathy. Yeah. Like that, you know.
2: And I think if you're willing to communicate with each other, the other thing that can be really nice is so often we feel like we have to have our game face on out in the world. And I know at least for me, I always kind of feel like I have to have it all together and I can come home to you guys and not mm-hmm. yeah, and just be like, this is really hard or I don't want to get out of bed today or mm-hmm. like – please don't hate me I can't bear to unpack my suitcase I swear to god I'll do it tomorrow like you know there's yeah. there's a real reality also like,
1: made, like <laughs> the other day Ricard and I came back from a trip and opened our suitcases in the entryway like fully just opened them bags like things everywhere and Ricard goes I kind of
0: get it this is kind of nice and it makes sense <laughs> It really does. It is yeah. the Sophia move, though. It is. Like, your <laughs> yeah. immediate move is you come in, you're like, hello. <laughs> like, suitcase is like there for like 20 minutes. You go back up, you open it up, leave it open. And like, that's like for 24 hours, at least like yeah. that's a suitcases yeah. space. I
1: start
2: getting things I yep. need out of it. And then eventually. But yeah. to be back.
1: fair, you're usually unpacking and repacking yeah. for another trip. Yeah. So it's like this suitcase is just a revolver.
2: And also I live in the basement. So the idea right. of having True. True. to carry <laughs> to my lug suitcase it. from the front door, like down two flights of stairs, yeah. only to lug it back up and it weighs <laughs> 70 pounds. I'm like, no, I'm good. I'll just do this up here. <laughs> <laughs> um, i'll hide it for parties yeah yeah you do I, a great
0: i love the pre-party like <laughs> suddenly the magic of a pre-party is crazy thank you
2: Sparkling. yeah Sparkling. Like, oh look at that <laughs> yeah no i really so perfect. i have a good i have a good system <laughs> when it's just oh this is actually a really good question too i think do you guys have recommendations for when your life is really busy and chaotic and you're trying <laughs> to make sure you have time for your friends Oh my gosh. That's a
0: great question. Yeah. I'm currently in the midst of that, I feel like, mm-hmm. because it's especially as you get older, it's like you also want to find time for yourself. And for me, I'm personally in a relationship, so I'm also trying to find time for that. And I I mean, full disclosure, relationships have never been my my jam, so I was very much just me and my friends for a very long time, and it's been an incredible like juggling act. To be like, okay, there's the me time and then like my friends, I don't want to like like not talk to them anymore. And then it's like I got my girlfriend, so how do I like make everybody happy? And I think my biggest thing now is realizing it's not selfish to say no to certain things, but also to – it's hard. I mean, I guess yeah. at the end of it, it's really hard because like I also like never want to lose my time with my friends because it is getting – less as we get older everybody's doing their own thing and like the times that everybody can be together or even the times you can be with one other person are less than they were when we were younger so i'm trying to be I, that's a huge i think right now that's what i'm going through because i've never been this busy
1: mm. yeah i think kind of looking at it from the other perspective i would say i've learned to just have a lot of grace for your friends that are going through those things right. because we've all been there where we're so busy and the last thing you want is for a friend to guilt you for not yes. hanging out with them and not having time mm-hmm. for them. And so I think remembering what it's like to be on the other side and just having grace for your friends and almost noticing when they're going through something and just sending the text of, I know we're not going to see each other for a while or whenever yes. we do, but thinking about you totally. and love you, you know, mm. those things go such a long way because again, I don't think true friendship is making people feel bad for not, seeing them all the time when, especially when they're going through something, you know?
2: Yeah. That's so true. And yeah, I feel like I straddle that a lot. I mean, we've all talked about this, you know, since I was 21, I haven't lived at home. Mm -hmm. And so I've always been the absent friend and I really, I think it's a testament to our friend group A and B how much I'm willing to like get on an airplane to be (laughs) home for things. That we really get to be together as much as we do. But it's also hard because I realized that for me, I haven't really had the experience of being in the mix regularly in mm-hmm. the way that most other people are. Like, I went through 15 years of not being a person who could just have dinner on a Tuesday. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so it's actually been really special, like, this last year to be home because I've never had that before and granted, you know, I'm in and out a lot, but at least basing here is really, really cool. Yeah. But it is also really interesting. Like, you know, you're in a relationship and mm-hmm. you guys are living together and like, I mean, Ricard's been around for so long, like I don't think, <laughs> you know, but also you guys are here a lot, yeah. but it's, it's funny. It's like, we all have to adjust to these sort of new realities. Cause like you and I, Jenny used mm-hmm. to just be able to like go oh, and yeah. do stuff. And now I'm like, all right, but Jenny has Jess. And are are you free? <laughs> <laughs> Am I even in you the know, country? Are you What's here? Your What's your schedule? Yeah. You know, there's, there's constant adjustment with everybody. And I think it's just really important to start looking at what your days are full of. And that's something yes. that I've really been thinking about. And, you know, me and Jenny and V are having this conversation, but two of the people I work with, Allison and Caitlin, are in the room. And like, I couldn't live without either of you. And- <laughs> You know, how do we do all these things that we're passionate about and all, like, also have time to be together? Yeah. Like, do we get to go to dinner? Do we get to also just have time to do nothing? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, that stuff is important. And we don't live in a society that encourages us to say no to work stuff, mm-hmm. to make space for life stuff. But I think because I've been working so much and so hard for so long that I'm I'm really starting to get more cognizant of – how do I say no to some of those things so that I can have more of these? Yeah.
0: It's also like when it rains, it pours in both situations. So Mm. like I'm either completely busy or I have absolutely nothing and you have to decide like, so right now it's like, okay, I'm wonderfully busy in the best way, but how do I also make it possible to like be by myself or Mm. go have, you know, dinner with my best friends or like, Mm -hmm. you know, it's, a great problem to have at this point in my life. Yeah. But it is something that is difficult at times to be like, oh, I haven't seen this person who I love dearly in so long. And how do I reach out to them without feeling like I just keep telling them I want to see them without seeing them? Yeah. That's like right now my biggest thing. And luckily, I'm surrounded by people who get it. But it's like, yeah, if someone kept texting me being like, love to see you, but like we never saw each other. It's like, I understand where they might be frustrated with me doing the same thing to them.
2: Yeah. and then to Vanessa's point you also understand what it's like to be frustrated with yourself that you want to spend time with people and you just can't I mean that's 100% Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah. it's funny I I was thinking about some of our traditions and like some things that have because everyone's all over the place which is a sign of great success but some of the things that have fallen a little bit by the wayside and like our Shabbats used to be the best Mm -hmm. like we used to do these giant you know, non-denominational Shabbat dinners, which was just like family gathering at the house on Fridays. And they're so fun. And I thought, okay, well, a couple of years ago, we could do that every Friday. But what if we figured out how to get like one of those on the calendar every month Mm -hmm, where it's mm -hmm. just like, we're we're getting the crew together no matter what, because we're lucky to have a big crew. But it also means that very often it's like, two of us get to catch mm-hmm. up on the couch or a couple of us go see Maggie at the Greek or a co- yeah, whatever, mm-hmm, you know, yeah. but to have everybody have the opportunity to be together a little more would be really nice too. I would agree. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I,
0: I mean, just, I will say the one thing that I love, whether it's like with you guys or no, like my TV nights with ugh. certain groups of people <laughs> mean the world to me and like whether, religion. whether it's, you know, obviously game of Thrones has left us, which was huge. But, like, having, like, a weekly date when you're around is, like, huge. And the fact that yeah. everybody likes to, like, yeah. make that work and goes out of the way to be like, hey, what day are we going to make work? That's That's great.
2: Yeah, I mean – you did that really well with Game of Thrones. You do Orphan that with, Black. Orphan Black. Was, I do it with 100. You do it with 100. I do it with 100. I've tried. No. Yeah. And I can't. I'm with you Vanessa on that. Vanessa and I Absolutely can't get on board. <laughs> and no shade. It's just not for us. Yeah. 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 There's also just too much. We got on board with the PLL, though. Oh, There oh, were yeah. a couple of years where that show was, like, especially excellent. Oh, my God. We really got on board. First
0: three. Yeah. Um. <laughs> No,
2: Orphan Black really. Though, oh, no, I was talking about
0: pilot, but Orphan oh, no, Black to the oh. end.
2: But I, but just like start you said, first finish. three, and I was like, right, right, right. I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll move on. I'll move on, so that people <laughs> don't start hate tweeting us. But no, I think too about when we remember when we sat down to watch the first episode of Orphan Black. Yes, I literally, <sighs> hate, I screamed
0: at you. I was like, so if I heard mm-hmm. about this show. <laughs> I think it's gonna be good. Will you come watch this pilot with me? And, and she was, was like, like, yes. Yeah. We watched the pilot, and by the end, we didn't say a word. We were like. We were truly, Which is not common for no, us. No, we did not see We were, like, staring at it. We looked at it. Like, it was out of a movie. Like, we mm-hmm. literally, the show ended, the episode ended, and we looked at each other, and I was like, I'm buying the season, right? And she's like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, the rest is history. Like, what yeah. a show. Also, what a show. ladies, get on that. They have, like, the, she's, Tatiana's narrating, like, a book. Yeah, an Orphan Black book. Yeah.
2: I die. Also, that was a sort of pivotal inside joke at our house forever because we each are a sister. Yeah. We literally
0: are a sestra. And we
2: still call each other sestra. <laughs> yeah.
0: No, it's like it's actually Sistra. it's like Sistra. it's no, there's like <laughs> no denying which sestras we are either. Yeah. Like it's just no. like it's dry. It's really like we've got our Helena, we've got our Alice and we've got our Sarah. And that's just like, that's it. That's what it is. Yep. Yeah.
2: I may or may not have a version of a craft closet. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Um, this is a funny one that came in. <laughs> what do you steal from each other's closets? Oh my
0: God. Oh. Literally wearing shoes from Sophia right now. Mm-hmm. That, thank God. Here's the one thing, not the one thing. I am so blessed to have access to this closet, but we do not at all have the same like shoe size, which None is None of rough. us do, which is a tragedy. It's honestly a tragedy.
2: the only person who wears my shoe size is Nia.
0: It's mm-hmm. awful. And so the other day I came here for like, a catch-up, and so I was like, oh my God, I got these shoes and they're two sizes too small. Do you want them? I was like, Yes. And they're sneakers, which like what's up.
2: They're sick. they're sick. And I'm yeah, wrong no,
0: right I now. Yeah, no, I saw them and when you came I was like, God, I wish those were <laughs> No, they're they're tight. And I'm
1: so psyched. But know, that no, really but that's very that. real. Like any time that i'm invited to something where i need to look presentable Mm -hmm. it's immediately like sophia dress me do my hair and do my makeup and like tell me i'm
0: beautiful like tell me
1: (laughs) tell me it's gonna be okay teach me all your ways and give me that little pep talk and then honestly it always works 10 out of 10 yeah like i every time i go somewhere people are like oh my god you look amazing i'm like this outfit is by <laughs> Sophia Bush, makeup by Sophia Bush,
0: SB, mm-hmm. like the whole thing. No, I will like be crying. Yeah. There have been times I've literally oh, been in crying. tears because I'm like, I'm, like, I'm so stressed. Yeah. I'm like, I can't put myself together. I don't know how to be a person. Yeah. Like a grown adult woman is not who I am. And so it's like, calm down. It's going to be And okay. also she has a great job of knowing – who I am as a person mm-hmm. and also catering to that. So she's yes. not trying to put me in like a gown because like – Yeah, and let's she always honest, makes you not feel a gown person. calm and like it's going to yes. be okay. Ahead, you really yeah. do
1: because I, I think Jenny and I both relate to this. Like I can get myself ready to go to anything on a daily basis, but if someone's like this is the dress code, this mm-hmm. is the thing, there is this panic Ugh. that sweeps over me. And I have memories of being – in the mall the night before homecoming or prom with my mom sitting on opposite sides of a dressing room, me sobbing Mm -hmm. with the panic of like, I don't know what to wear. I'm not going to look good. I'm not going to fit in. People are going to look at me like this whole thing. And I think there's still like a small part of me that feels that anytime someone's like, and this is the
0: dress code, I'm like,
1: but then like you always make it better. Yeah, you really do. I mean,
0: to this day, my biggest pet peeve, and I'll say this, like maybe people who know me will stop doing it. Um... (laughs) But since I was literally 10 years old, like we get it, I'm a tomboy. I don't often wear dresses, but I've been wearing dresses my entire life. Everyone would love to be like, Jenny, I don't think I've ever seen you in a dress. And I'm like, it's funny, you say that every time I wear a dress. But <laughs> no, dressing up is my biggest, I think, one of my biggest, like, I am gutted when someone is like you need to look good and I'm like well if I can't wear a child's outfit I'm out but here's the thing
1: when we do look good we feel good and then we Absolutely. have the best time but it's the process of getting there because yeah. once it's like and understanding and what looking great, good means yeah. to each
0: of us and yeah. like feel like yeah I like I don't mind dressing up and I don't mind wearing a dress but oftentimes I probably feel more comfortable in pants yeah but also, maybe. like,
2: we just went on a friend date and went to that screening, mm-hmm. and we both wore suits, and then we went to dinner after. It was awesome. We, like, we did a lady date. We went to the screening, awesome. and then we went to cute, Craig's, and we, like, cute. had martinis. And we were both in, like, black suits, and we looked fucking great. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Love and it's like, Ape.
0: why yeah. not? No, and yeah. I love looking – I know I feel better when I, like, am dressed like that. It just takes
2: – somebody else to help me get to that point
0: because I am a mess.
2: But here's the irony, and you know there's, like, nothing I enjoy more than getting my friends dressed and, like, doing your makeup is literally my favorite thing. <laughs> but when I have to get dressed for myself, no, you're, I, you're like, my I can't do it. I no, sit you in a you puddle down. on the floor yeah, and I'm like, also, I don't know how to do this. Somebody you know else You do it and I'm like, I'm sorry,
0: what? The difference <laughs> is I... I f- still I don't cannot. know how to put
1: eyeliner on, yes. and I'm 29, and so <laughs> that's a thing. And but you always, I get that you feel those things, and I'm, that's valid.
0: But you also always look incredible. Always, so. you know how to put it together, girl. I'm, yeah. a,
2: I'm in a, I'm in. Oh, yeah. I, we're I'm all in a sweatshirts right now, <laughs> FYI. Just need everybody to mm. know, like literal sweatshirt and sweatpants. Yeah, bare yeah.
1: feet. I stole mine from Cameron, and I'm never giving it back.
2: God, Ooh, like Cameron, that. come get her. This is a question specifically directed at the both of you asking, what is, a th- what is something we don't know about Sophia?
1: I'm scared. Oh, we can name a lot of things. Yeah. Do you guys know sh- about her love for sour candy? <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Not only her love, but her extent. Like the extent... Of the love, and with the lengths she will go to pretend she no longer has sour candy, and then we open a drawer, and there's a hidden box of 30 packs of sour candy. That would be one. That would be one. It's not that, one. that I'm trying to hide and it
2: from you. It's, I'm trying to hide it from myself.
0: But yeah. I would also say she's also ordered these packs,
2: of, so, like, there's no reason. Like, she knows exactly
0: where they are, who got them, how long they'll be there.
2: I just try to ration... Because sometimes once the dam breaks, I can't stop. And then I'll I'll eat like a month's worth of, sa- worth of sour candy in like a day. And it's really bad. It's rough. Okay. Um, so, the particular boy. thing about it for everyone who's listening, and this is not an ad. And honestly, if they would sponsor it, I was going to say, if you only knew would the be,
0: sour candy that she would eat, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would be
2: so excited. But, C's candies. <laughs> You've never makes. seen them before,
0: by the way. You've
2: never seen yeah, them. I didn't know they literally existed. never seen them. Nobody yeah. does.
0: I love these candies. I never knew they did. No, no,
2: sour <laughs> candies. It's not just sour candies. They're specialty annual holiday candies for Easter. They do sour bunnies for Easter. <laughs> they do the sour bunnies. By the way, are a pale pink, a green, a yellow, and an orange. Then they do Sour Hearts, which are in particular my favorite. She has
0: a problem. I have a problem.
2: They do them for Valentine's Day. You her. can't get them it's ahead of time. You can't get them after. Sometimes I have to go on the black market and order them on Amazon yep. when they sell out on season. You yeah? guys, The boxes. Sour Hearts.
0: When I tell you the box, I don't mean like a, a box no. of candy. No. I no. mean an, an like Amazon girl is like getting a box of dog Sox food of and then it's like, bags.
2: oh. No. <laughs> and, the, and the Sour Hearts are white, pink, and red. And the really exciting thing that you can do is you can smash them together and make like a little sour heart, <laughs> we need help. If anyone finish. has any ideas how I'm to help. I'm sorry they I opened are? that up. No, no. Um. It's really – it's a thing and it's a problem. And last February, I actually – after a couple of weeks, like my teeth started to hurt because I was eating them every day mm. and I had to throw out the ones that I had left. And – Twenty yeah. pounds, y'all. <laughs> what? It was twenty pounds. Yeah, cool. So Caitlin is like, hey, FYI, I'm the one who was here when the box got delivered, and on the shipping label it said it was twenty, 20 pounds.
0: pounds. <laughs> Just so you guys understand, like it's not like she got a box of candy.
2: It's not. It wasn't a gift. No,
0: <laughs> she went
2: out of no, her way I, to get like I a them.
0: Um, like a store would order that much. What are other
1: things?
2: Vanessa's over here, like. Pantomiming, <laughs> zip popping. It's my favorite thing oh to do. Oh my gosh, in the world. she loves it. Okay, that. so that's another no one thing. I once got her a
0: fake zip popper that you can like pump full of puff and like, <laughs> that's and ew, you can, like And you can like push it out because I was like, you need to stop doing this on real people. There's no! A, mm-mm. Mm-mm. There's a photo I, of us. There's one of my favorite pictures of us is oh, one of the first I years that, that I lived here, I had. Not a pimple on my back. It wasn't a pimple. It I don't know what it was. It might have been a cyst. And there's a photo of me like hunched over. Mm-hmm. Like ex- head like, on the ground. Head Cameron the ground, took it. So upset. And Sophia is behind me. Like Chinese boxes surrounding us. We're like eating dinner. She's like, wait, let me see this. She like bends me over. <laughs> and she's like so Meticulous. intensely yeah. trying to pop whatever is on my back. And bag.
2: I did. hmm and we have the same
0: photo of her doing that to me at your birthday. Oh, my God. It's <laughs>
2: Listen, so insane. The number of times I've been in a public place and seen someone with, like, a perfectly ripe blackhead on their no cheekbone. It. No. And the desire that I have to bust an alcohol swab no. out of my backpack no. and excise said blackhead. <laughs> it is, like, in a past life, I invented... I, I, I think, like, two, two lives ago, I invented the facial. Like, I really... I can't explain to you how much I want to just clean people's pores, and the irony is that like I don't have perfect skin. I have Pretty to. Close. I close. have <laughs> to like. Per- skin. But I have to. I, I like. I can't have a magnifying mirror in my bathroom, otherwise, oh, like yeah. it's oh, really gosh, you come out. No, yeah. no, It's like not going to be okay. So I, I try to distance myself, but I just, I love it. There's also just like the general thing about you
1: that you can just like figure out how to get out of any situation like you just have the answers for everything mm-hmm. it's like if I'm ever in a situation I'm like oh no I don't know what to do I can call Soph and be like and she's like okay this is what we're gonna do like mm-hmm. you have a solution to everything which is great yeah.
2: thanks yeah you can um, take the girl out of the camp but not the camp counselor <laughs> out of the girl
1: yeah there's a couple shows we love to watch together that maybe we're not proud of
2: no
1: no no. We, no. not things
2: are for us we won't
1: mention them but
2: some things are just for us yeah
0: I mean there's several things just for us, but yeah, I
2: think those are the, <laughs> but yeah, those are the, fun. those are the public
0: ones. reaching. She doesn't like spicy food. Oh my God. Oh. You guys, it's a problem. She doesn't what? like pickled things. I hate pickled, but things. you like this vinegar wine.
2: It's not vinegar. It's orange wine. It's called skin contact. It's delicious. It's but you know what I will say is that even though I hate hot sauce, I bring Jenny home a bottle of hot sauce from every place She I gets me visit. a
0: lot of spicy things, which I really appreciate because yeah. I love it. She's thoughtful.
2: Yeah. You know?
0: <laughs> something you don't know about Sophia. <laughs> she
2: She's actually really nice. She is cool. <laughs> <laughs> she's kind of cool. She's kind of nice sometimes. <laughs> um, this is actually something I think is a really sweet question. What is something special you've each learned about yourself from each other? I think that something, and it might be more of a feeling – been a specific thing, but something that is reinforced for me in my friendships with you guys is my capability and my worthiness because, you know, and Jenny, you and I in particular, like we both like have what we have with anxiety and Mm -hmm. when you're an anxious person, it can be really easy to constantly like have your little hamster wheel focused on everything you haven't done and everything that you haven't perfected and everything that you still need to do and what what hasn't gone the right way. And and even sitting here having this conversation, I'm, I'm reminded of the fact that, like, I make you guys feel supported and, like, <laughs> that makes me emotional. Um, mm-hmm. Like, to be reminded that I'm one of the people that you come to when you, like, need to be loved or need need help with something is, like, very impactful for me. And I think that it's the kind of thing that when I think about people listening to this conversation, I wish, I wish for every single person who gets to listen to us talk about all of our goofy stories and the ways we met is I, I wish this kind of friendship for people because mm. it can really be reinforcing to have people in your community who remind you that you're special and weird and that that's great. hmm Yeah. Love you. I love love you. you.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think in a kind of similar way, I think it's confidence. Like you guys Mm -hmm. give me confidence and it's easy to, you know, play the comparison game in life or go down these paths of being like, I'm not where I want to be or, you know, this isn't going the way I want it to and or just like feeling down about yourself. But I think when I really step back and realize, like, the friendships I have with you guys and that those things are never going away, you mm. know, and the amount of times that you guys have reminded me, are you kidding me? Like, you're a badass. You've got this. You know, mm. you're amazing. You're you're all of these things. I Those moments, and I'd say, like, we don't – we're not sitting here complimenting each other every single day. So, like, when we do, it really means something. Mm-hmm. And so I think – for me, it's, it's been confidence. When I step out into the world, even if you're not there physically, I like feel it. You know, mm-hmm. you guys
0: are on my team.
2: Yeah, you know your team has your back. Yeah. yeah.
0: I would echo both of those things because it's very true. And then also just like female friendships. I don't often feel comfortable with women just because I'm odd as a woman. I just, I'm different. And sometimes that can be really overwhelming and it's usually my own doing. It's not usually somebody else making me feel that way, but I feel loved and respected and a complete part of, you know, my feminine side when I'm with you guys Mm -hmm. and I feel supported and loved and definitely like you guys definitely bring me confidence Mm -hmm. even when I don't feel like I have much. Yeah.
2: Mm Yeah. I love you guys. I love you guys. Aww. I know. Like, geez. Is this a
0: therapy session?
2: We, uh, we were like telling stories Ooh. and now we're into the emotional bits. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Friendship. If I, I think if you're willing to really show up and be open and vulnerable with your friends and show up for them when they're open and they're vulnerable. You know, when, when you have a a committed friendship. And the kind of friendship to your point, B, that you know isn't going anywhere. Mm-hmm. What that can allow if you feed it rather than take it for granted. I think a lot of people, when they have these relationships that aren't going anywhere, can take them for granted. But I think those are the, those are kind of, not to be like cheesy and make an analogy, but it fits. Those are the plants that deserve the most water, you know, the things that you really know have cultivated this like forever home in you. And, if you invest in people, they'll invest in you too. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of people over the years have said like, how do you have friendships that are this close? And it's because they're reciprocal,
0: mm-hmm.
2: you know, and and we also have the ability to be vulnerable and to say like, this is what I'm scared of and this is what I need and this is when I felt left out and this is why I'm afraid at work or, you know, whatever it is. And there's there's never been a single thing That I have said to either of you and that, in my estimation, either of you could have ever said to me that would have been wrong. Yeah. Everything is always welcome. Mm -hmm. And I know that I didn't always have that in my friendships before. And I know for me and for us and I think in our friend group in a larger sort of lens – that that's the transformative thing, that there's literally nothing you can bring to the table that's wrong yeah. as long as you bring your whole self. Totally. Mm-hmm. And that's pretty cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: And I think everyone is very honest about wanting to be a better version of themselves. You know, mm-hmm. we're always working and doing the work on ourselves mm-hmm. and challenging each other to be better versions of ourselves. And so I think when everyone is doing that, there's such a, a grace and an understanding and, yeah. and excitement like mm-hmm. when when like us talking about how much you've thrived in the last year Jenny it's yeah. like we get so excited and we're like that's incredible and we're so happy for it so mm-hmm. it's like we're also all each other's cheerleaders you know what yeah. I mean yeah
2: It's yeah. pretty special
1: yeah and I think we all have those moments of like questioning if people care about us mm-hmm. you know and I think if you really are honest with yourself you're like does anyone care about what I'm doing does anyone care about this but when you see everyone show up because they want to and because mm-hmm. they care, it's the most overwhelming amount of like love and like, wow, my friends really care about me and not just like they're not just being nice, they really believe in me, you know? Yeah. And I think there's, it's like an uncomfortable feeling to be loved that way. Yeah. It's very uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you're, not yeah, sorry. You're like, uh, like, oh, I don't I know, know, know what to love. do with this. <laughs> okay, sure, 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 sure. sure. <laughs> But it's, it's you amazing. It. Um, but, and but like we all do it for each other. That's the other thing. I step back and I'm like, I show up for everybody, mm-hmm. you know, because I want to. And yeah. I genuinely believe in everyone and care about what everyone's doing. So I think it's reciprocated, you know?
2: Yeah. And I think too, you know, there I, when I was scrolling through these responses, you know, when we asked people on Instagram tonight, like, send us your question, <laughs> There were a lot of people saying, how do you find friendships like this? Like, where does a friendship like that come from? How did you know this was this, was this kind of friendship? And I just think what I read under that is that people are wondering if they're ever going to find friends who love them as much as they love their friends. Mm-hmm. And I think the word of encouragement I'd want to offer to anyone is stick it out because a lot of us have found the friends who are our families a little later in life. And if you're in junior high or high school or college and you know, you're looking around and thinking, I want something bigger or deeper than this, that's okay. You know, when I think back to high school, and I have a couple of really great friends from high school, we've kind of come back to each other in a way. But I have some friends who are my best friends in high school who, when I was in my mid to late 20s, thanks to friendships like these, I realized were actually kind of like my high school bullies. Who I'd bet myself into a pretzel to try to be accepted by instead of tortured by. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people go through a version of that where they only are exposed to the people in their immediate vicinity. And I think as long as you as long as you pursue in yourself the kind of person that you'd want to be friends with, eventually you're gonna find those friends. Mm-hmm. And I think about our friend group a lot in that way. We were all this bunch of kind of like crazy dreamer radical activist weirdos that a lot of people were really mean to, and now we have like the tightest friend group around, yeah. so just
0: it's real special,
2: yeah,
1: stick yeah it and out. I, I think we all also acknowledge it's not normal, and no. I think that's why we are so grateful and so we you know, and so I think yeah, it's you know, not common, it's not common and And so for people that are out there looking for even just one friend, you know, I think it's when you're being yourself, you know, you will attract other people that, that are genuinely, you know, want to be your friend for who you are. And I think that's what you want, you know?
2: Yeah. Yeah. Cause whether your friend group is three people or 30, if they're really there for you and you're really there for them, then you've won. Yeah. And that's kind of cool too. Okay. We can see how this goes. We have this like kind of, <laughs> we have this kind of lightning round of questions <laughs> and we'll see how it goes because there's a group of us. Vanessa, no cheating. She's reading them ahead of time. I actually She's the wasn't. Biggest it's the, no, it's the same no. thing. If someone's texting
1: <laughs> next to me, I will stare at your screen it and I insane. won't That's be normal. registering what you're texting, but I will, I'm not trying to be nosy, but I'll immediately stare at your phone and look oh, at
2: everything it's on, on. Your screen because it's there. Yeah, of course you can pee. <laughs> <laughs> so if we were all trapped on a desert island, what's the one thing each of us would not be able to live without? Jenny could not live without a TV. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> that might be true. But is there cable? Obviously, there would be an Apple services? TV. You would yeah. have yeah. all your streaming You would need services. your TV for uh-huh. sure. That Jenny's Jenny needs obvious.
2: access to TV.
0: Mm-hmm. Done.
2: Vanessa needs a blanket. <laughs>
0: I mean a pillow, a pillow, pillow and a blanket. A bed, a, bed, a bed. A bed. Vanessa but, needs need a, bed. a bed.
2: Yeah, like we can't make you a bed out of sticks. But you need also, a real bed.
1: also I sleep everywhere, so. That's true. That's why I'm trying out like
2: you need like
0: a good like night routine.
1: Yeah. I like <laughs> to like sleep Like a jade guys. roller.
0: <laughs> <laughs> what Sophia, what do you need? What do you need? Sour candy.
2: <laughs> Honestly, you're not wrong. <laughs> I would either need on a desert island the ability to have sour candy or tacos. There you yeah. go. Like one of those two mm-hmm. things. A food truck. Uh, <laughs> as
0: many <laughs> islands have.
2: Totally, a full food truck. But, but actually, though, yeah, But like so before Gorilla Tacos became a brick and mortar, if I could just mm-hmm. get the Gorilla Taco truck on any island, mm. I would be fine forever. Mm-hmm. Okay. But obviously, it would be like magical and they would have an endless supply. Whatever, yeah. not the point. What is, what is the exact meal each of you commonly has for breakfast?
0: Chinese leftovers for Soph.
2: Okay. I feel attacked <laughs> <laughs> and seen. Vanessa, you, you very commonly heat up like an egg and a tortilla and mm-hmm. salsa and, it's avocado. In the fridge and an avocado. I'm a basic Mexican.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a breakfast taco or a smoothie for yep. me. That's true. Jenny is random. You're also yeah. leftovers and mm-hmm. you're also whatever's in the fridge. That's so very it could true. be eggs, mm-hmm. it could be but
2: often on bread. Yeah, it could be a toast of some kind. But you're whatever
1: is in the fridge. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Like you'll figure out What's whatever's there? in there and it could be like random tomatoes and eggs, or mm-hmm. it could be leftovers, but you're With putting an egg something on, it, on toasted yeah. bread. Or something like yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. Not wrong. What's the one thing that we all borrow from each other? I don't think I've ever borrowed anything from Jenny.
0: <laughs> the only thing Swift has ever borrowed from me is, like, a face wipe.
2: <laughs> I come upstairs, I'm like, do you have a makeup wipe? Wait,
1: that is the funniest thing I've ever heard. Um, yeah, guys- I mean, I think you've come up and been like, I'm out of face wash or, like, <laughs> something like that.
2: Cosmetic things. Yeah, like... I don't know. You guys borrow clothes from me. Yes. You borrow clothes from me. That's don't. a no-brainer. An eyeliner. an
0: eyeliner and shadow. <laughs> I mean, you put anything on my face, you put on it. I've never taken something to put on my face because who knows how to do that.
2: I, I mean, we, like, all
0: eat each other's food. That's true. Um,
2: yeah, there is a very common borrowing of avocados yeah. in this kitchen. Oh, yeah. It's like, whose avocados are these? Can I have one? And mm-hmm. then we just eat them. Yeah. yeah. But there's a general... And there's a
0: wine system, which we actually used tonight before you got home. So, uh, yeah. which we are like, how expensive is this bottle of wine? So that, like, if we need to replace it, we can. So it's like, yeah, is it a $12 bottle of wine or is it a $500 yeah. bottle of wine? One is do not touch
1: and one is... <laughs>
2: Okay, cool. <laughs> yeah. I only think there's one really expensive bottle of wine in this house, and then everything's pretty fair game. No. Yeah. but I, I have yeah. aspirations of someday becoming a wine collector. Maybe I'll do that, like, in my 50s. Yeah. Have you that seen Sour like Grapes? That feels like real adult shit. Have
0: uh-huh. you seen Sour Grapes? You should watch that. What is that? It's a documentary about wine collectors, and it's amazing. Oh.
2: Okay. I'm in.
0: And you might think twice about of being course. a wine collector. Well, there's
2: a there's a... Is that the one about the guy who like…
0: Who like dupes f- everybody? Faked
2: the bottle of mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: Like people spend like millions no, of No, I read the
2: article. I read yeah. the article and then they made it.
0: It's incredible. But it's also like you watch some of these people that get duped by him and you're like, yeah. yes. You're like, I'm glad you're an idiot and like… But I will that. say,
2: shout out to our days in Wilmington. Paul Johansson is an incredible wine… Really? Collector? I wouldn't say like an expert, but like he's an he's like a – whatever an amateur expert is. He's not like a sommelier, but – A lot of good wine people in Wilmington. Yeah. Paul knows more about wine than almost anyone I know, and he taught me a lot. And there are certain vineyards, obviously, you can trust. But like I don't know. If I'm going to spend a whole bunch of money on something, I feel like I want to buy a pair of shoes because yeah. like I don't want to buy also, a bottle of wine. Also, I
0: love a $6 bottle of wine. It's like if it tastes good, I really don't care. And, like, sorry if anyone's judging me, but, like, sometimes, like, a like, there's a Trader Joe's $6 bottle of wine that, like, tastes great to me, so I don't need to spend more than that sometimes.
2: Here, I will just say the only thing I've started becoming concerned with is sulfites because they don't make my skin or my voice feel great. Mm. And so the more sulfite-free organic That's wines is I'm looking – Is this, this vinegar wine we're
0: tasting? It's not
2: vinegar wine, Jenny. It's orange <laughs> wine.
0: I mean, I'm enjoying it, but it's very vinegary, which is strange for you because I feel like you don't like that as much as I do. Well. You know I love a vinegar. I'm
2: a big fan. (laughs) Moving on down (laughs) the list. Um, (laughs) If each of you was a cartoon character, who would you be?
0: Spinelli from Recess. Spinelli from Recess. Also Uh, voiced by Pamela Adlon.
2: Hero. Okay, okay. Cover up and tell me I'm wrong. I don't watch enough cartoons to know the answer to this what cartoon would i be Ooh, okay let me think about this Hmm. i'm trying to think what both of you are i'm
0: maybe lizzie's cartoon actually you're not wrong (laughs)
1: lizzie Lizzie mcguire's cartoon you're not wrong or proud family
0: (laughs) go on i mean i love the proud family but Please continue. No, 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 no. <laughs> I'll backtrack. <laughs> stay. Stay with Lizzie. Stay. Lizzie. Honestly, I feel like you're more Mrs. Incredible than anyone else.
2: I know. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. For sure, for sure. You're right. hmm I really am Helen Parr. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's you for sure. I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Alas, girl. She's mm-hmm. my lady. But you know, she was already taken and obviously by such an incredible lady. I mean, the so- best. So, here I am. I played Void, and it was a really exciting way to come into the universe.
1: Mm-hmm. I feel like I can also be a little Daria.
0: 100. You are not Daria. Oh, okay. Zero no? percent Daria. I think at times. You like things. Daria is literally could not care less about anything.
1: I think I can go in modes where, like, I don't care. <laughs> what are each other's favorite movies? I have a lot of favorite movies, but I love Tommy Boy.
0: <laughs> okay, well, that, I feel like we were supposed to answer that oh. for you.
2: No, it's true, but you really, you really love Tommy Boy. You do. By love the Tommy way, so Boy? much so
1: that we just watched. Oh, yeah, we did go on a Chris. We watched Farley the binge. Chris Farley documentary
0: the other night. I have like a chunk of favorite movies. Okay, wait,
1: wait, can I pick yours? You can try.
0: Um, the
1: That's one the about point. the records.
2: Empire Records, yes. <laughs> same, I, same, 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 same. I do
0: love Empire Records. Yeah, actually,
2: that was an early bonding moment for us. Because also, Livington. by
0: the way, filmed in Wilmington, in North Wilmington, Carolina.
2: North Carolina. Rex mm-hmm. Manning Day forever.
0: Literally, love Empire Records so much. Love Tyler. You are
2: the craft.
0: Love the craft.
2: One hundred. Zoe Lister-Jones is doing the remake, and I'm so excited. A
0: lot of about people that. doing the remake. We have a lot to discuss on that. Yeah, but the craft, yes. Empire Records, yes. Almost Famous, yes. Mm-hmm. yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Sound of Music, yes. Wow, <laughs> with the throwback. Oh, wow. Um, wow. so f- favorite movies.
2: This is going to be hard for you. Guys. It is
0: really hard for me because, unlike me, you do not con- like watch all your favorite movies over and over and over again.
2: I've never. Not had time. I've always been on the mm-hmm.
1: set. Yeah, I'd say it's hard for me to know like I know what you're currently into in terms mm-hmm. of shows and stuff, but I don't know your all time favorites. But I'd say that you and I don't voice those things as much as Jenny does. Like she is yeah. very religious about mm-hmm. Every year she watches the same movies over mm-hmm. certain times. Of I mean, the year I will say we like, share
2: hocus pocus forever. Yeah. Love. That one for of my sure. favorite movies Ugh. of all time, Princess Bride. One of my favorite mm-hmm. movies of all time. That's a great one, obviously. As a child, Flight of the Navigator. Mm-hmm. I've mm-hmm. never seen that. <gasps> what? Yeah, girl. Oh, we never. Watch it. No, 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 no. Yeah. That's really important. Caitlin's favorite movie of all time is The Grinch. It's fine. <laughs> the
0: Grinch is your favorite, like the, like the Jim Carrey? How, yeah. what, what year were you born?
2: Ooh. <laughs> no, like we have a nightly, we have a nightly conversation about this on the phone and she sends me the same video of the opening credits. It's fine. I watch it every night. Do you know that?
0: I know you. Every year my family would watch like the cartoon, like reading of the Grinch, the doc- like Dr. Seuss Grinch. Like, you know the cartoon I'm talking about yeah. uh, on Thanksgiving. We would do that like right after Thanksgiving for like Christmas season So like the Grinch when it came out was like a, like my dad will like refuses to acknowledge the Grinch new movie existence. Yeah. I love it. No, that is very funny. Wow. What else Soph?
2: Mm. The movie that made me want to be an actor was American History X. Yes. Mm. Fantastic. Fantastic. I just went, wow, if you could really get inside of someone who to me is the worst kind of person Mm -hmm. and watch them change to want to make the world a better place Mm -hmm. I'm in. Yeah. Those were kind of, those are all like seminal movies for me. Yeah.
1: I have a side question. What's a movie that you can
0: quote literally every word to? Oh, so many movies.
2: I mean, I can quote, Clueless from yes, to yeah. Clueless. Like,
1: I can quote a walk to remember. Talking
0: <laughs>
2: yes, which, by can. the way, I have
0: many videos of Vanessa doing just that. Scream mm-hmm. for me, yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: Oh, Scream is a, bit, a big one for mm-hmm. us. Also, yeah. we watch that movie a lot.
0: I mean, I watch it every year for my birthday. Clueless is another one I can quote. I mean, that's like one of the most quotable.
2: I totally pause. I totally pause. I, totally I can also, as you both can attest, quote any episode of Sex in the City that's from front to back.
1: Which I'm Vanessa's just starting. It was probably like a year ago. Mm-hmm. I told Soph I'd never seen any Sex of the mm-hmm. City. Not an I episode, not a movie. Because I was a good now, child. At least No, I haven't seen any of it. And so she literally turned on the pilot. So I'm currently, I think, about to start season four.
2: I'm so proud. Is each of us a night owl or an early bird? Neither. Vanessa. <laughs> Vanessa is an early bird. You fall asleep at mm-hmm. six PM. You wake up at six AM. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I can fall asleep anywhere and I usually will fall, like we'll all sit down to
0: watch a movie. Immediately. I will Good be out night. in five minutes. Within five minutes, she's gone. We and then go, she guys. wakes
2: up an hour and, in, asks and goes, that's a question. interesting. Why does he feel that way? No, my favorite <laughs> is when she'll be like... Listen,
0: I'm not. I did not fall asleep. I just want one question, and she will ask the entire plot of the of the entire movie or show. I'm like, and I truly nothing makes me more mad. If you want to know the thing that makes me the most mad, it's Vanessa sleeping, blinking her eyes and be like, wait why is he like this though and i'm like all right i have to jump out of a window and it's also me trying to
1: convince you that i wasn't asleep which i'm also like we know you promised i promise i haven't been sleeping but like but like what what town is this (laughs) jenny's like we're watching riverdale
0: literally like wait i actually you asked that question we were watching riverdale like first season she goes wait what town is this i was like it's i was like vanessa what's the name of this show She's like what? And I was like, what is the name of the show? She's like, oh, Riverdale. I was like, "Mm -hmm. that's where we are.
1: Honestly, but I wake up early. I like to be up early.
2: But that's perfect because the next question was, what's your roommate's pet peeve about you? Got it dialed, (laughs) nailed it. I, I'm kind of a night owl. You are. You. I mean, you can. Yeah. You You can stay up.
0: I am neither a night owl or an early bird. I love to be able to sleep (laughs) like a solid amount of time. We're literally all opposites when it comes to sleep patterns. We have opposing
2: schedules.
0: I love like a 10
2: to 7.30. Ooh, that's nice. Mm-hmm. I, like I think I'm six. like luxe if I get a midnight to a seven. By the I way, that's, what I,
0: that's what I like. I never, ever get it. I'm I, saying yeah. like what ideally I would yeah. love to have. I've never once had a 10 to 7.30, but I would like it.
2: If your roommate had to pick an adrenaline rush, would it be bungee jumping, <laughs> skydiving, <laughs>
0: roller coasters, or parasailing? Literally none for me, but I will talk, I will speak to y'all. You would – of those, I mean, you're never looking for an adrenaline rush, I went ziplining, y'all. I just went ziplining in Mexico. But, like, the only reason why it happened is because there was no time to think about it. It was, like, the only way you can get me to do shit like that is if you're, like, okay, and we're in. And, like, boom, 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 you're done. Like, I think back, I'm, like, I just ziplined eight ziplines across the jungle in Mexico, and I have no idea, like, what happened I would never do a single thing you just mentioned. I know. I have been skydiving. I love roller coasters. You're to supposed to say sing. what? So do. Oh. <laughs> like you guys, this entire this entire exercise. Like, what would the other people do? Vanessa, <laughs> I love roller coasters. Okay, so I love all of these things. Let me tell you why. <laughs>
2: Um, you do though, you like them all. You're I a mean, so, game. Sophie so loves love skydiving. To skydive. She's done it many times. Actually, anytime. my first
1: time skydiving, my <gasps> only time skydiving was with Sophia. Yeah. She literally called me one day and was like, Do you want to go skydiving tomorrow? And I was like, Okay. And That's I right. did. And I had always wanted to, and it was amazing. And then you couldn't do it last minute. And so I went alone.
2: <laughs> it was actually super awkward. No, this was actually so awkward. I I ran a big fundraiser. <laughs> I normally, I think it's because like in my early 20s when I started skydiving, my mom would get so stressed that she made a rule with me where I wasn't allowed to tell her I was going until I was already on the ground after I had gone because the whole night before and the day of she would be having a panic attack that I was maybe going to have an accident and I never did, thank God, knock on wood. So... I ran this big fundraiser campaign with Omaze. We raised like $75,000 for I Am That Girl. Shout out Emily Greener. It was like an amazing thing. And we planned this whole thing. We had these contest winners. We flew, them to, we flew them out to Santa Barbara to like this place. We wanted to go skydiving and it's like my favorite place to go. And this whole moment, and I, I don't know why I never thought about the fact that this whole campaign was on the internet. And I got this frantic phone call. My phone was like ringing, 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 ringing. But we were busy. We were talking. And I was like, God, why, am I, why do I keep getting this call from like NBC studios? What's going on? And I picked up the phone and they were screaming. And they were like, you're on contract. You're working on Chicago PD. You can't go skydiving. Our insurance doesn't cover that shit. That's a literal threat to your life. You cannot get in that airplane. And I'm standing in a parachute, like a harness, with Vanessa and Emily and these two girls who'd won the contest. And I was like, oh, I never even thought to ask my bosses if this was okay. Sorry uh, I guess I'll wait for you guys. And so they all went up in the plane without me. And I just stood there strapped into my little harness, ready to go. And I watched them all and I ran out to the field and was like, "Ha! you made it. Yay. And I wasn't allowed to get in the airplane because network insurance told me that they would cease to cover me. And my bosses were very mad. (laughs) That was sad. But you went and you did great. I had
1: a great time. I saw the video. They gave me the video and I was so horrified. I've never been so horrified in my life. I literally paused it. Jenny and I started watching it. I paused it maybe five seconds in, took the DVD out, and cracked it in half. (laughs) She did. I was dying. (laughs) If you've never seen your face being blown by the wind in that aggressive way, like, you are it was blessed. Okay. Because have you seen the movie so Turner and Hooch? <laughs> it looks like
0: that? Oh. She was so upset. I was oh, I've never been. More I
1: was so excited to watch it. She like really I was, was ready to post that thing on Instagram. Really and was. I was like, so excited. And then I was like, <gasps> Snap. Oh. I'm horrified incredible. thinking about it. You guys, it was horrible. No, it was amazing. <laughs> yeah. It's nice. pretty. So amazing.
0: yeah, so no adrenaline rush for me. I just did the Jurassic park ride at uh, (laughs) Universal, and that was enough. The new one, the new one. I did Horror Nights, so I'm really into Adrenaline except for everything you listed.
2: (laughs) Cool, cool, cool. What city other than L.A. would each of us want to live in? Okay, ready? Let answer that for somebody else. You would want to live in New York, Sophia. Hmm. Well done, Vanessa.
0: Jenny. I've said this a lot. I've not been quiet about this.
1: London. London. Oh, I was thinking <laughs> I was thinking continental US. Oh, no, London. it was definitely oh, London. 100% London. New York yeah.
0: for you, Vanessa.
2: Or Outside Mexico City. You liked it there.
0: But like
1: I don't know honestly. I could Maybe go London. a lot of places. London, or London, New York. Yeah. York, Mexico City. Honestly, Austin. Mm. I could see myself Oh.
0: In. Yeah. I, I could do Austin too. I me really anywhere it. honestly. I'll no, London for sure is the only other like city that I'm like,
2: mhm. Um. Okay, I'm going to pick one more. We've really been doing this for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. What would you say is each of our guilty pleasure? Jenny, it's TV of any kind. And the hundred, I'm sorry.
0: I Don't apologize. Yeah, Jenny, it's TV 100%. 100%. Yeah. Vanessa needs, this isn't even a guilty pleasure, needs her nails to be done.
2: Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I've never thought about that.
1: And you am I You do really like to
2: have your nails done, though.
1: Here's the thing. I can have them... I was going to say blank. <laughs> <laughs> I can have them... What's the word? Naked? Bare? Bare? Just, like, not done? <laughs> I can have them bare and be fine, but if there is a chip... That's what I'm saying. I go you, into yeah, a panic.
0: I, yes. I know. That's why... I, this is a new thing, though. Like, I recently I've realized this is, like, yeah. your need. Soph loves... To get some Chinese food <laughs> delivery. Like, but also like when I say Chinese food, I mean like enough for 70 people <laughs> and to sit on the couch.
2: Okay, only just like enough for like six
0: people. Mm, a lot of people and like a good
2: couch night. Yeah. Yeah. God, I love a night in sweatpants with some pork fried rice. Yeah. Okay. I ask everyone who comes on the podcast because it is the title – What comes to mind for you in your life that is a work in progress right now? Watching you guys try to figure out who's (laughs) going to go first is amazing. I'll go first. Mm -hmm.
1: I think mine is related to what I was talking about earlier about confidence. Mm -hmm. I'd say that's always the work in progress in my life. I I have Mm -hmm. moments where it's very clear and I feel good and my – goals and my passions, like all of that lines up and feels very clear. But then I'd say I'm always working on it because it's hard to have confidence in life and it's hard to always believe in yourself and take those risks. So I'd say not being afraid to fail would be my work in progress.
2: For me, I think figuring out time feels like a work in progress because I went from being on a schedule that was determined by my college – this is when your classes are Mm – to being on a schedule that was determined by the first AD on a set, which was, these are the scenes you're in. This is when you have to be at work. This is what you have to do tomorrow. Memorize nine pages of dialogue and then forget it the next night so you can memorize nine more. And I've done that since I was a junior in college. And now, for the first time, I'm home and I'm making my own schedule. But as Caitlin can attest, like, my schedule is made by my team and by the meetings I have to take and the auditions I have to go on and the producers I have to meet with. And And it's like we're recording podcasts and we're doing – and it's amazing. Everything's amazing. I'm speaking at things like the Forbes conference and the rap and – interviewing heroes of mine, and it's great, but it's like I still feel like I'm running so fast that I can't catch my breath, and I'm trying to figure out how to use time better so that I can actually have a little bit of space to be quiet, space to think, rather than to respond or react to ideate, and I know that I want it. But I've literally, for 37 years, I've never had it. I've always been on someone else's time. So to start to shift the perspective, the narrative from I have to do this to I choose to do this, I thought it would be easy and it's really, really hard. And when you couple that with the realities of schedules and people's relationships and our friends having babies and all the stuff, it isn't as easy to just sort of fall into a social calendar anymore. And that's kind of beautiful. But again, everything right now for me just feels like it takes work. And so my work in progress is really to make enough space for myself to take a breath to come up with new ideas rather than to just respond to things or be researching things. And then also to try to keep enough space in my calendar for spontaneity Mm -hmm. so that if someone says, we got a babysitter, we wanted to go do this, that I can. I'm not like, oh, sorry, I have this work thing. Or, oh, sorry, I already planned a dinner. I I really want to start figuring out how to make space for spontaneity.
0: I feel like my work in progress is more about defining what success means to me in all aspects, whether it's my friendships, my relationships, my work, mostly because I'm surrounded by people who I look up to and what I've defined their success as being. And it's hard, and I've had a hard time allowing myself to feel my own achievements and what success means to me. So that would be my work in progress is figuring that out.
2: I respect that. And I feel that a lot. I took a meeting recently where somebody literally said the words to me, well, like you're Sophia Bush Mm -hmm. and you've done. And I genuinely had the reaction of going, what are you talking about? Mm -hmm. And I realized how easy it is for us to completely ignore, erase, or undercut the value of our success Mm But I know that each of us knows how to celebrate the success of our friends. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And so it's, it was this moment where I, I had this really uncomfortable thing in a meeting, by the way. Like, my palms started to sweat because I was like, oh, I don't have the same perception of myself that you have. Oh, yeah. And when you talk about that, I just feel it really deeply because it's so easy to recognize what everyone else is doing right. And it's really hard to recognize it in ourselves. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess I, I hope that as we talk about, you know, friendship and confidence and boosting and seeing and being seen, my big wish for people is that they, they figure out how to have people who they can go to and they say, have I done anything? Mm -hmm. Because I think the thing nobody wants to share is that we're all sitting around wondering, have I done anything that's meaningful? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we all see it in each other, like, so clearly. Mm-hmm. So maybe the charge here, now that you're part of our little friend family, is that you go out and ask somebody who you trust, could you tell me what I've done that is meaningful to you? Just so someone else can speak it to you. Yeah. Yeah. Cause this is a nice thing to do with mm, your friends. Absolutely, it's powerful. Yeah, hmm. I love you guys. I love you. Love you.
1: <laughs>
2: She's 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 best. <laughs> <laughs> this show is executive produced by me, Sophia Bush, and Sim Sarna. Our supervising producer is Allison Bresnek. Our associate producer is Caitlin Lee. Our editors are Josh Windish and Matt Sasaki. And our music was written by Jack Garrett and produced by Mark Foster. This show is brought to you by Brilliant Anatomy.